Elia Lethiriadis is a highly decorated and successful sportswoman. Arriving to Adelaide Lutheran in 2014, she would make a huge impact with back-to-back best and fairest wins in A1. She represented South Australia in two different sports, a tireless workhorse for the netball and basketball club for her beloved hometown of Berry, and current coach of Adelaide Lutheran, Ellie shows how driven, confident and motivated she is. Not even a serious car accident at age 15 could slow down Ellie's resolve. Sit back and enjoy our conversation with Ellie Alethiriadis. Hey everyone, James here. I really quickly want to apologise for the quality of my microphone in the following interview. Um, I don't know what it was, I think maybe just a dodgy cord. Um, But thankfully Scott and especially Ellie come out crystal clear, so just persist through the bits where I do talk. Thankfully I don't do a heap of talking. Um, Everyone else though is perfectly fine. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, welcome to episode four of the a Bulldog for Me podcast. I'm James Ulrich, here with my co-host Scott Babolka. Hello everyone. And finally we've got a bit of class on the podcast with our first netballer, Elia Lethiriadis. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Do I know the surname? You did that very well. I'm very I'm impressed. So about that. I like to think I can uh, handle a Greek name because I told you this offline, but um, I used to work at a Greek school. Um, St. George in Myland, so yes. shout out to anyone from there listening. Um, so I like to think I can handle a Greek name when I see it. So Yeah, no, you did very well. <laughs> Look, I'm very happy on myself. All right, moving on. This is about you, Ellie. It's not about me. <laughs> um, so we like to sort of start these things off. Um, a lot of us are from the country. You're originally from the Riverland from Berry. Correct, yep. Yep. Um, we just like to know um, your journey to Adelaide Lutheran. How did you get there? How did you hear about the club? Was it a friend or...? Tell us your story. Um, So this is going back a little while now, but um, yeah, I had just returned from a two-month holiday to the US. It was probably towards the end of January and I remember coming back to Adelaide. um, I was a little bit lost in, I guess, my netball journey at the time and it was a little bit late to to trial at some clubs. Um, So I put a shout-out to a few friends and said, hey, anyone playing anywhere? Um, I'm really keen to, yeah, I guess – Go to go go somewhere new, um, and my good friend Michelle Women, um, who was also from Barry, um, said to me, "Elsa, come out, come out to Adelaide Lutheran. I'm coaching this year. It'd be really cool to have you out there. And there's a few Riverland girls that you would know." So. Um, I thought, yeah, why not? Um, so I, I still remember to this day going out to the first trial um, and my first impression was I just could not believe the amount of girls that were out there trialling. I thought that in itself just provides... The, well, it just tells me that, um, yeah, it's a great club. If you've got the the, the numbers there, um, that's just saying something. So, um, yeah, I went out to that first trial and, um, yeah, automatically hit it off with a lot of the girls and um, was fortunate enough to make the A1 team that year. And, um, yeah, I guess the rest is history. I played a few seasons um, following on from that first year and, um, yeah, I guess I couldn't speak any highly of the netball club. It's, um, yeah, such a fantastic club and, um, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed playing there over the years. Does it – I mean, I don't know a lot about – all my sisters played netball. I don't know a lot about the inner workings of a netball club. Like coming from uh, the Riverland from a country club to Adelaide Lutheran, does – do the – the mechanics of the club more or less work the same or is there stark differences between say a metropolitan club and 
what you experienced back in Barry? Yeah, I, I guess in terms of um, the seasons, they, they, they start quite similar in terms of dates. It's usually around that April sort of time frame. Um, but in the way that they run the club, um, it is very similar. I definitely have that country feel and vibe to the netball club. And I think that's why I was so drawn to it is that it just reminded me of home. It reminded me of the club that I played all my juniors at. So, yeah, it um, it just has that that awesome feeling, very positive energy. And, um, yeah, that's why I love it. What position do you play? I'm a mid-quarter, so predominantly centre, but, um, yeah, I'm happy to chuck, be chucked into the wing um, when necessary. Yep, no worries. So this is your second stint at the club. Yes. Um, so first one was 2014 to 17, yeah? Um, you had some pretty good like, you had some pretty good seasons in there. You're back-to-back uh, A-grade, BNF, yeah? Yes, yes. How did the team go in that sort of period? Um, so going back to, I guess, my first year, um, I, I still remember the the team. All the girls were super awesome. I was very fortunate to be part of such a strong um, strong team. We ended up going through that season maybe with one or two losses um, and making it through to the grand final. Um, and it was probably one of the hardest games that I've ever had to play in my whole netball career. Um, I still remember it was it was such a tough battle, four strong quarters, and we ended up drawing at the end of the fourth, which meant we had to go into overtime. Um, and I remember going back out there in that fifth quarter um, thinking I have to give absolutely everything. Otherwise, you know, I, I, I'm a really sore loser and I hate losing. <laughs> so I thought we've gotten this far. There's no way um, we can go down uh, with a loss. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, with limited time in overtime, uh, we end up going down by two. So yeah, um, that that was a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, I have um, had some individual success, and and that's great because you know you get it's it's I guess you get recognised for the hard work and the dedication that you do put in. But um, I guess I've always grown up um, knowing that it's a team sport and ultimately nothing is better than winning a premiership with your mates. You spend all season working really hard and um, yeah, achieve it, trying to achieve that common goal, which is winning a premiership. Um, but unfortunately we just fell a little bit short um, and we've always been finals contenders, uh, contenders um, all, every season that I've played there. So that's um, really promising. And I think that's another, um, another kudos to the netball club is that they are very strong finals contenders on, across a lot of the grades um, at the club. Um, so yeah, um, it's been, it's been really good and, um, yeah, I'm very thankful for the, the girls surrounding, uh, me during that time because, um, yeah, they, they helped me and lift me up and get to that position to win some of those awards, which is really nice. But yeah, working together as a team and winning a premiership is the goal. Yeah. I reckon that was definitely evident. Um, I had a chat with your mum, um, over yeah. the weekend <laughs> just to, um, get a little bit of a background about your, I suppose your junior exploits yeah. and your sporting cause you're a very successful sportswoman. Um, but that was definitely one thing that Chrissy really sort of put forward was that, um, like a team first. And that yeah. was one of the things that made you stand out very much as um, throughout your entire sporting career. Yeah. Um, how are we shaping up this year, conversely? Yeah, look, um, we are doing very well. Um, it's been a bit of a slow start. We have a really good team. Um, we just haven't hadn't been gelling for the first part of the season, but we're just starting to kick off now. Um, and that's really good because we are heading into that finals time. Um, and it's really, really exciting because we do have a lot of country girls. And believe it or not, one of the girls in our team, I've actually grown up playing basketball with from... 12 she's from Port oh, Augusta yeah. we've played state basketball together we spent most weekends together and I remember rocking up to the trials this year and she was there and we're like 
that is bizarre. Like, I didn't know you were playing here. And, yeah, it was just kind of fate and we're playing together and it's just been absolute bull and I'm loving every second of it. So, yeah. What was her connection to the club? And who's, who is yeah. she, sorry? Um, so her name's Claire Shapilius. Okay. She's from Port Augusta. Um, she, again, word of mouth, um, had another friend that plays there and they said definitely go out and, and come out and play um, at Adelaide Lutheran. It's a great club and you'll love it. Um, so she just did that and um, look where we are now. I guess we're finals contenders. We've just knocked off the top team on the weekend who haven't lost for a few seasons um, and we're really starting to get pumped up now <laughs> are you are you coaching that team i'm coaching an a2 side a2 side yeah right. yeah i'm coaching an a2 side this season um and that's been extremely rewarding um i'm very excited for the team that i have where we are also fighting for fourth spot um this season um it's been a bit of a rocky rocky road with a couple of injuries and um people being away etc but um yeah it's it's been um such a rewarding experience okay and is ellie the coach different to ellie the player not really, to be honest. Um, I think if you speak to anyone, um, they would definitely say that I'm very passionate about um, about the game. Um, I love to analyse things. I love strategy. Um, I love to push people to their absolute full potential and um, to perform at their best. And I'm a firm believer in that training hard, um, which you know that that will then colorate into your game. Um, so yeah, my girls come out every Thursday, and we have a really strong training. I'm very um, set in my plan each week. Um, so I take that really seriously. And, um, yeah, I think anyone that, um, you'd speak to would say the absolute same thing in my game <laughs> when I'm performing <laughs> on court. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. sorry. I was going to just touch on, like, I've heard like you, you're pretty, um, I suppose you're resourceful would be a way in saying about your coaching. Like you, you're not just necessarily set in your ways. So you are, you've got a structured plan and all that, yep. but you do a lot of extra research. You, yep. You'll talk to anyone else with a lot of experience around you. Absolutely. What, what sort of things do you guys, or what do you do? Yeah. So, um, I guess in, I guess you, you always, I feel like you're always stronger in the position that you play. So attacking and mid court is my strengths. And I, that's always the first thing that I'll see in any of my team. I'll be like, how can you improve your attacking skills? How can you get the ball easy? Um, whereas probably in more the, the defense and the shooting side of things, I'm probably not as strong on. So um, I'll always reach out to girls in the team that I play in and ask them, um, do you mind coming out working with my shooters this week? Um, I just need them to you know, gain some more confidence. I need them to you know, maybe work on their accuracy or their technique. Um, so it, the club is really good for that um, in yeah, being resourceful and being able to reach out to other coaches, other players um, to get them to come out and help. And everyone's always willing to help out. Um, so that's really good. Yeah. Nice. You touched on really briefly there that, um, you know, you'd play some, you'd represented at a state level um, through basketball, but also netball. Yeah. Um, just wanted you to take us through your journey through, because you did a lot of state representation as a junior. Yeah. Um, just take us through your journey of representing South Australia in both basketball and netball. Yeah. Um, you know, what did that involve? Um, do you prefer one over the other? If you could just give us any yeah. sort of indication. So um, I guess from such a young age, um, I always, you know, strive to do my best. Um, my parents also did encourage me to go out and give everything and, and do what I can. And I guess coming from a family who was very sporty, my mum and dad were both very good sports people in, in their day and um, still to this day are very involved in sports So um, from a coaching level. Um, so I always had that encouragement and guidance. Um, 
netball and basketball when you're a junior you just play both and you love both um so you, you don't ever have to really pick one um so I played both right through till I was about 17 um and that was when I had to obviously make a decision around which one did I like better what, what was I going to spend more time on um executing um but yeah I just um I guess from a young age going through your SAPSASA, going through your development squads, your academy programs, um, represent, representing your um, hometown, all of those sorts of things gave you those opportunities and, you know, you got, I guess, um, yeah, picked up through um, p- recruits and people watching you um, and encouraged to go out to trials and I did just that and, um, yeah, was lucky enough to make some sides um, through netball from under-13s. Um, and also making the under-15 side. Um, through basketball, I was playing um, at a state level from under-14s right through to under-18s. Um, and I guess the best part about all of that is the long-life friendships that you make with people, but also being able to travel around um, our country. Um, I've probably been to every single state with sport, yep. um, and that's 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 all the experience and the things that I've taken away from that journey. It's It's been awesome to be able to represent our state and um, – you know, go and compete. But ultimately the lifelong friendships and the experience um, of visiting those places is what, what I remember most and what's close to my heart. Did you did you have any success at a state level? Like did you have a top three finish or yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did – oh, gosh, this is definitely taking me back. Yeah. Um, in when I when we did go away for um, my first year of um, representing the state in netball and under 13s, um, we did end up finishing third. I know that's quite some time ago. Um, as well as during my basketball, um, when we were going away to Albury, um, there were a couple of times I think we finished either third or fourth. Um, probably not quite that um, that top mark, but the bloody Victorians and, mm, and New South yeah, Wales always. always yeah, there. I know. Um, but yeah, it was always so rewarding. Um, when I, when I went away for nationals in under-16s, um, where I was fortunate enough to play with some um, amazing players who to this day are playing WNBL, um, we ended up finishing third. So that was that was awesome and just being surrounded by um, an awesome group of players. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that I, I will always remember. But, yeah, it's been um, a really good journey to reflect on. And as I've been thinking about all of the journey and um, some of the stuff, I, it's, it's definitely taken me back. <laughs> Um, so it's good to reflect on that. Talk, take us through some of the players that you did play with. Like you played with Steph Talbot. So yeah. if some of those, some people listening might know that she's a an Opals player, WNBL yeah. player for the Lightning, Adelaide Lightning. Yeah. Plays over at Seattle she does. in w, uh, WNBA as well. Yeah. Um, which is also where Lauren Jackson played. Yeah. Um, what what's what are the quality of caliber of players that you played with? Yeah. Oh look. Um, between Steph Talbot and um, another Murray Bridge goer, Ali Wilson, who's also playing um, for Lightning. Um, I was very lucky to be surrounded by girls who were playing at that elite level. Um, Steph, I I still to this day keep in touch with. I go out and watch her play, um, and it's and it's so great to turn around and say, hey, these girls are from the country. They've 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 worked countless hours. All the fitness testing that you do, the travel, and all of that time and dedication. It's so great to see her exceeding and playing WNBA. Um, she even won, I think, best and fairest for the WNBL yeah, last season. MVP. So she's an absolute beast and she's dominating. And, yeah, I'm so proud of her. And, um, yeah, I've always looked up to her as um, a player. And even from junior days, you could just tell that she was going to go far. She just had that presence yeah. about her. She had awesome skills. She was miles above everybody else. So, yeah, big shout-out to Steph because she's just absolutely killing it. With uh, going – 
in regards to Steph? Like, because I played um, at one of the Aubrey tournaments as yeah. well. I played against Mitch Creek, yes. who <laughs> now plays for the Southeast Magic. Uh, no, um, the uh, uh, South Melbourne team, anyway. Um, and he was, this is as a 14 year old, he was dunking. He did like a windmill dunk in warm ups. And I'm, I'm, I'm just doing me little left hand layups, and just like Pierre and I was like, Jesus Christ, we're going to get monstered by this bloke. Yeah. He obviously dominated the game. What was it like for playing with Steph? Did she just take over games? Oh, she she was the complete playmaker. All the plays were surrounded by her because she could just beat players easily and she made it look so casual like as if she wasn't even trying and I'm like I hate her she just makes it look so easy um but she also had she was she's quite tall she's very strong she's very fit and I feel like the way she looks now she's looked like that when she was 15 like she's just always had that um physique and that strength and um, I've always admired that about her but she's yeah she's just absolutely awesome and I'm so glad she was on my team (laughs) (laughs) I um I attempted to reach out to Steph did you um because I wanted to do this without you knowing and I was like how do I get in contact with her she's training for the for the Tokyo games (laughs) this is also an important podcast so this my my best attempt was i uh, sent an instagram message oh <laughs> i said hey steph you don't know me but and then um because what i wanted to get was like a little sound bite or her yeah. like on the record oh. saying something about you she never looked at my my message so next time you talk to her or whatever just say um what gives? You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, those boys? Yeah. She's very busy. She's got obviously got a very busy routine. Um, yeah, look, I've I've seen Steph a couple of times. Um, yeah, throughout since yeah since I last played with her. So um, it's awesome to see her doing so yeah. well. Obviously, she's got much more important <laughs> things to do. But yes. um, yeah, I even went to the extent of like um, looking up if she had like a management, like a manager, yeah. player manager or oh, something. I yeah, I did. I couldn't Dedication. find anything. Though. I love that. It's all for the pod. Yeah. Um, did you ever crack into any sort of step, state representation at a senior level? Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, um, I guess, yeah, reflecting on, um, I guess, my sporting journey um, after um, being selected under 15 side and um, suffering a, a pretty traumatic injury. Um, I guess it kind of changed my outlook on what was important. Um, after that, I did go out and trial after I had went through my recovery um, and um, was knocked back, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, I also applied for the Sassy Netball program, which I was also knocked back for. And I think a couple of those knockbacks really got to me um, back then. But then um, as I, I guess I kind of reflected and um, worked out what was probably important um, to me at the time um, and I managed to get into the contacts academy which was um, you know when I was under 17 so I didn't make the state side but I managed to make this academy program and contacts is a very worldly um, like highly regarded club um, and then I played under 17s that that year um, in the inter ones and we went through undefeated and won a premiership so that was really awesome um, and then the following year played a couple of seasons in their AMND which is just under their Premier League reserves but I at the time that suited me really well because I wasn't willing to go out to training three, four times a week. Mm. I just moved to Adelaide and I was all about getting into that city life, really experiencing Adelaide and what I had to offer and travel. And I didn't want to go out and do training at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. Why would I want to do that? (laughs) Um, So yeah, my priorities probably weren't really there. Um, But yeah, look at that level, probably not post um, everything um, with my injury. Um, 
do I regret it? Yeah, sometimes I kind of always wonder what would have happened if, you know, um, I didn't go through that experience. Um, but I'm very happy with where it's kind of landed me because um, it made me kind of focus on some other things that were important to me, like my career and uh, my social aspect and all of those sort of things. So, yeah, it's it's fun. Oh, that's fun. I think that finding that balance is really key um, hmm. because like, you can – do those training four or five times a week. But if you start to hate it, then you, you lose obviously that spark of the thing that actually got you to the sport yep. and provided you with so much joy to start off with. So, yeah. I think that's what where after those couple of seasons at Contacts, I then went away to America and that's when I came back and I thought I really need to find that love and passion again. And when I reached out to Michelle and she said to come back out to or come out to Adelaide Lutheran, I thought why not give something new a crack? And um, I did just that and those – the following few seasons after I really started to find my love and passion. And, yeah, the netball's probably, you know, the, the commitment in terms of the extensive trainings and stuff isn't obviously the same, um, but the competition is just as good. And I went out there playing each week thinking, God, these players that we're playing against, some of them could easily be playing Premier League. They're absolute beasts. Um, so it was good it, that it also has that competition. It's really competitive. But it's you've got that balance in terms of being able to work around your other priorities. So sure. um, yeah, it's um, it's I'm, I'm happy with where it's landed me. Yeah, you also played a bit of uh, netball with Newton Jags, um, just in the was it Premier Reserves, was it? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, captain as well, were yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, what what was it like leading like essentially the second best team in in the um, in the state competition? So. It was a bit of a, yeah, so what happened, I played a few seasons back in my hometown because I moved back to the Riverland in 2018 and I come off two really strong seasons back home and... Um, did uh, you move back, sorry, did you move back for work or why did you briefly go back? <laughs> I did. I moved back for work and for a partner. Uh, oh, okay. That didn't work out but um, I'm very over the moon with where it's actually landed me in terms of my work. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't going to move back unless it was, unless I had a really good job set up sure. um, back there. Um, and that's now landed me in the field of work that I, I'm currently still in. And um, I have a huge passion for, for what I'm doing and I love it so much. So it kind of bit, bittersweet. It worked yeah. out in the end. Um, but um, yeah, I guess moving back home, I had two really good seasons. Our club had some success as well. We made it to the grand final, unfortunately fell short. Um, and the following year we went through undefeated, but unfortunately didn't make the grand okay. final. So we had some, uh, some really promising um, aspects, but um, I've Start <laughs> your time with the Jags and oh, like. Sorry, that's uh, right. Captain, <laughs> yeah, yes, like. sorry. So I guess after, after yes, so we come off a couple of really good seasons. I thought I'm going to go and give it a crack. I'm going to go try it for a Premier League side. See where I kind of sit, um, you know, in terms of everything. But being in the country and trying to get to half of these um, trials was a real struggle. So there were only a couple of teams I could trial for. So I thought, hey, I'll just trial for for this one and see where that kind of landed me. Um, and I was offered a contract on my way home from my first trial, which was really promising um, from the head coach. So um, as you do, you sign it and um, get on with it. And um, it was a very extensive preseason, a lot of time. I was very fit by the end of it, which was great, but it's very long. It started in November and our season didn't start till May. Jesus. So I don't know what football preseasons are like, but oh. five it was like four or five months in the end. Well, we've done, we've done long ones, we've done, we've done, done short ones. We've done October. 
uh, yeah. running October, yep. pre-season November. But our season starts in March or April, yeah. well, not till May. It's probably that's, not. That's a crazy long yeah. period of time. <laughs> but I think that was because of COVID as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right. last year yeah. it was uncertain whether we're actually going to have a season. So it ends up getting pushed out right till the end of May. Um, but anyway, it was a massive long pre-season. Um, it was a really good challenge for me. Um, I was, you know, it was, it was good to be playing at that level against some really uh, amazing athletes, some girls that have been, you know, s- sitting as sitting as partners for the Thunderbirds and being part of the Sassy program and playing in the Southern the Southern Force League. And, um, yeah, it was great to have that exposure, the physicality, massive difference yeah. between um, country and, and playing um, in the league side. Speed? Speed's very quick. Yeah. Yep, very quick. Can get away with a lot, a lot of rough and tough. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, it was an excellent experience. We probably didn't do too well. Um there were times where I thought, oh, this is not really what I expected it to be. Um, and, yeah, towards the end it was very – it got quite draining because we were playing two games a week because of COVID, trying to squeeze in a season. season yeah. um, I was suffering from plantar fasciitis, so my foot was just in absolute agony. Um, and I was – just to get through the season, I had to – I took everything you could possibly imagine and did every possible remedy you could think of. Um, nothing worked in the end. It's just rest. But there was no way I could yeah. rest. Um, you just had to get through. So um, – I got really good court time, so I was the, the, the centre player, so I pretty much played every game. Um, it was good. I got to – I met some amazing girls and I'm, I'm very thankful for that experience. Um, will I go out and give it another crack next year maybe? Um, I'm thinking about it. Just, just see where, where things kind of land after this season. Leadership-wise, what did you learn? Um, to be resilient more than anything. Yeah. Um, we did suffer some very painful losses and as I mentioned earlier, I am a really sore loser. Sometimes I'd get home from playing netball. We'd get home at 11 o'clock some nights. Jeez. And I'd be laying in bed and I'd just go over every single thing and every single detail and what did, what happened and analyse everything like I do. Um, and it became very, very tiring after a while. So I guess just learning how to deal with that, um, which I feel like I've done a lot better this year and hopefully moving forward into my... Um, to my playing career but yeah so being resilient uh, but also being really open and communicate so um yeah there are always key things that any leader needs um and anyone that you probably speak to um, (laughs) would say that I communicate very well on the core I'm very loud I'm always directing always telling people what they need to be doing I'm quite bossy um but that's just (laughs) very natural to me um just because I want the best out I just want everyone to do well um and it always comes from a good good place Maybe maybe all of this never happens though. Um, age fifteen, you're in a serious car accident. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, could you just step us through what happened with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Take me back to 2010, May 29th. I reckon it was. Um, back in the Riverland, we played netball on Friday nights. So we play Friday nights indoors. It's elite. Um, much better than playing outdoors like we are at the moment. But, um, yeah, no, I was traveling back home on the Saturday morning. I'd stayed at my partner's house that night and we were driving back and the conditions were extremely terrible. It was raining. As you can imagine, country roads, um, can be quite crappy. Um, anyway, driving home and I was a passenger, um, in this accident and um, we kind of just took a turn the car kind of lost control and it slid um across the road and and hit a stoby pole on the left side which was the side that I was on 
Um, and yeah, unfortunately I found myself trapped in a car for a few hours before they could actually get me out. Um, you know, you can, I, there's always vivid, I don't remember too much. There's always sort of vivid things that you remember. You know, I remember a random, um, state emergency services volunteer being right in my face. Cause she had been at the game the night before saying, Ellie, you played so awesome last <laughs> night. And I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, like what is happening? Very, very just, um, disorientated. Um, had the green pipe though, like that's oh, always that's good. nice. Yes, that, that was that was definitely getting me through. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I also remember the the screeching of my mother when she arrived um, <laughs> at the scene and just seeing lots of people there. And it was it was a pretty full on day, as you as you can imagine, playing football. You always have those. Um, those um, those cups like uh, like a, a rivalry between another town or another club, and it, it was that day where it was Barry versus Barmer, and that's our rivalry because um, I played at Barry. So, and it was in Barry that 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 year, and um, people were travelling from Barmer, and it was right on the highway. So every man and his dog obviously saw, and uh, being a small town, words just get around so quickly. And there were, I remember there being things like, "Oh, she's paralysed," or "Oh, she's done this," and people were just making up stuff as as they do. And it's like you you haven't like I haven't even got out the car yet, haven't even been airlifted to Adelaide. So. Yeah, things like that kind of got under my skin a little bit at the time. But, yeah, I think by the time they got me out, um, I was airlifted to hospital. There was a little funny story, though, when I was on the helicopter. Okay. Have you ever been in a helicopter? No. Uh, I'd like to look at things, yeah. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah. Not in a traumatic experience, <laughs> no. no. Not the medical I was, I was wrapped up like, you know, like a mummy. Like I was so tight in all this protective gear and no one was allowed to come. My parents had to drive up and um, – yeah, I remember saying to the lady, I'm like, I am busting for the toilet. Yeah. She's like, you're just going to have to piss yourself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he goes, nothing. I don't even care at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's that's always something uh, that I always keep with me is, yeah, pissing right. my pants on the helicopter on the way to the RA. But anyway, so, um, but, yeah, that morning uh, my parents were ringing and ringing saying, where are you, where are you? We're only a kilometre from home. I had to get to Adelaide for state netball training. I had basketball, state basketball the next day. So I'd just been selected in the under-15 um, state netball team and the under-15, uh, under-14, no, under-16, sorry, um, nationals basketball team. I was going away to Queensland the following month. I'd been done tonnes of training. So uh, you can imagine being, you know, a 15-year-old girl getting your x-rays back to be told that you've um, suffered a, a fractured left femur, a clean break. Um, and to me, I thought, okay, so when they showed me, I'm like, does that mean like I, I can't play? Like what does that mean? <laughs> like I was so yeah. just gobsmacked at what had just happened. Um, so, yeah, it um, – Again, like it was a very long journey. Um, it took me probably eight months to be able to finally get back to f- walking and running again. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely um, an experience and a half. So uh, I suppose leading into that with your, your rehab, was it with Alan Coulter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Alan Coulter or am I underselling him or is it just Alan Coulter? Um, I, he might be a doctor. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Well, um. We won't label it just yep. because we get that wrong. But so Alan Coulter, you, you dived right into with your rehab straight mm-hmm. away, and I'd imagine like what's the standard sort of recovery period that you can expect from a, a shattered femur? Yeah, um, hydrotherapy was an absolute game changer for me, and I guess after having surgery, 
um, I'm a pretty muscly sort of girl. So I had, I was off my feet for um, probably eight weeks on crutches and a wheelchair and I had completely lost all my muscle. My legs were so tiny. I was like, just looked very unwell. Um, but I had, I took a whole term off school. So I wasn't even going to school because I couldn't physically take my school books and stuff around but being in a small community and that's what's so great about the Riverland I'm sure most country towns my teachers would come by they would give me my work so I could pass my you know my grades and and whatever else so that was really good um but um my family was super supportive throughout this whole time um from my mum my dad my grandparents they would take me up to Renmark which is about 25 minutes from Bury. that's the only place that had a heated pool it was winter so I had to somehow do some sort of rehab um it involved getting in the pool, doing different sort of exercises. And to me, it was my favourite time of the day because I felt alive because I could walk. I could walk. Like water is 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 a lifesaver. Like you just felt so awesome just being in there. Um, yeah, just strengthening exercises, swimming, all sorts of different things. Um, I was going pretty much every day, uh, most days for a few months. Um, yeah, it, and, and a massive shout out to Alan. Like he was just... I, I, I'm so grateful for him. He was awesome throughout that whole journey. He pushed me. Um, there were definitely lots of tears because there were times where it hurt, um, but it had to be done and I was very determined to get back out on the netball and basketball court as soon as I possibly could. And I think being younger too, I was you, – you give, you, you're more resilient. You want to get back. You're not yeah. going to sit there and, and dwell as much as that sounds terrible. But I felt like now if I'm a 26-year-old and that happened to me, I feel like oh, I'd probably be a bit more, you know, a bit more depressed about it and, you know, probably overthink things. Whereas back then I was so motivated to get get back get back out there. I was really annoyed at the fact that I missed out on the two two tournaments um, after being selected in those sides. So yeah, that was that was what was pushing me. Did it like how did you react mentally to that? Because like like you said, like with maybe it might have benefited you being a bit younger, but you could definitely mm-hmm. go one or two ways. Yeah. Um, how did you sort of – what demons did you have to face with yeah. that? Did you overcome them? It was definitely like a um, up and down sort of process. Like at the very, very start, um, it was really – I had a, I really struggled. Um, but I was lucky enough I still went away with the basketball girls because I was so close to them. They were my family. We spent every weekend together. So um, one of the families was like, we'll still take Ellie. She can come with us to um, – uh, where'd we go? Toowoomba. You can still come with us. Absolutely, I'm going to jump on the plane. And they had me the whole week, and I still felt part of the team. So that was that was really rewarding, and I'm so glad that I did that. Um, but then I got home, and you know, basketball finals were on, and I was missing out on key things, and I wasn't going to school, and I wasn't able to go to parties, and all of that stuff. Growing up as a teenager, you missed out on um, just for that short period of time. But I never wanted to stay home. I wanted to be out. I needed to be out for my mental health. Like I needed to get out and do stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm like that naturally anyway, a very busy person. My parents are very busy. So it just was a little bit more effort having to kind of get me around places. Um, so yeah, it was tough, but I'm, I'm generally a pretty positive person. So I was lucky that I had, and my mum's a social worker. So she really, really helped me throughout that period. Yeah. It's an interesting connection there to the, we, we, th- we understand the paramedic who attended the scene was mm-hmm. Michelle Wenham's father. Yeah. So correct yeah 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 paul yeah i guess like that must be such a like um bonding oh, yeah. agent for you guys yeah. to this day still yeah definitely um i remember sitting in the car and he was right there by me on my right side and he was like Ellie, giving me the, the green whistle um and you know kind of being a little bit teary and i was teary and i still remember when i first saw him 
after coming out of surgery, I think we were at a basketball and netball game. I can't remember what. To, it probably would have been netball, sorry, because it was winter. And I saw him for the first time because I played my netball with Shelly back home and he came and gave me a massive big hug and it was really nice to, you know, be, you know, just a, yeah, I'm so grateful for for everything that he did and, um, yeah, he was just an absolute gem. Um, he's now retired, so that's really sad. But um, yeah, he it that's that's what you do in small communities. You 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 get around everybody, especially when you know them. You know someone through someone. So um, yeah, it was. I'm I'm very blessed, and Michelle's a long long friend of mine um, from my younger days. So um, yeah, very lucky. Um, so I suppose like moving forward a few years to more recently, like you've actually taken up. Well, what I think is really cool, some commentary side of stuff, mm. um, both netball and basketball. Yeah. Uh, the Thunderbirds played the Fever, was it this earlier this yeah. year? Yeah. So it sounded like you not only just um, organised all the media sort of relations between um, the local netball association and the Thunderbirds, but you also called the game. That was streamed across the world. You also got to interview one of the netballers and that was played throughout half time. How did you come across that? <laughs> It was a very rewarding experience. Um, in terms of the Thunderbirds games, so we've just had a new stadium built in Barrie. Um, it's a brand new state-of-the-art stadium. I think it was worth $7 million or something. It's nice. absolutely incredible. Um, so I guess when the Thunderbirds were looking to have a preseason game and they kind of put calls out, you know, expressions of interest, I suppose, and... Um, the netball club had applied because they thought, hey, we've got a brand new stadium, awesome flooring. Why wouldn't they want to come here? Um, that was in 2020. And obviously we went through – this was before COVID actually hit. We'd already planned for the Adelaide Thunderbirds to come to Barry to verse the Melbourne Vixens. Um, we were so thrilled to, to be able to get that game because that's just a massive, massive thing for our, our region to be able to have, you know, elite athletes playing in our Definitely. hometown. Like a lot of families can't get to Adelaide to watch games or they can't afford it or, you know, they've got other priorities. So it was awesome to be able to secure that. Um, lots of planning, lots of time went into all the nitty gritty things that a lot of people don't see that goes in behind the scenes um, for them, the game to be called off. Now tickets had already been purchased. Half the stuff had already been paid. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. It was, um, but unfortunately that's what had to be done. But um, coming into 2021, the Thunderbirds reached out and said, Hey, would you guys still be keen to, to hold a preseason game for us? Um, and we still had the support of our local council um, to be able to do that. So that was really good, um, as well as other major sponsors, I might add, because you need your sponsors to be able to get stuff like that off the ground. Um, yeah, and we managed to put on a really, really good show. The West Coast Fever came over from Perth. Um, we were very fortunate to be able to secure them. It's the uh, Their coach is the um, Australian Diamonds coach. They have the best goalie who's from Jamaica come over yep. to little old Berry and play <laughs> and she's the best goalie in the whole world and, um, you know, a couple of Diamonds players. So it was awesome to be able to have them there. It still to this day seems so surreal that this has even happened in my lifetime. But... Um, yeah, lots of work and dedication had gone in. We had a really small committee of people um, that went into organising all this stuff, a really close partnership with Adelaide Thunderbirds team. Um, and that was, yeah, it was super rewarding. It was an awesome day and night, I should say. Um, yeah, I'm just so glad that I was there to, to be there. And I don't know, I guess in terms of commentary, I was... Um, Are you a play-by-play -play sort of person or like um, special comments? I don't know. I think I'm a bit of both. Okay. 
Probably more... No, I kind of dabble in both. I think probably basketball, more a play-by-play. So, um, yeah, I, I commentated the Riveland um, Basketball Association Div 1 men's and women's game alongside um, the sports commentator and that was a super – that was so – it's just like an adrenaline rush. Like yeah. once you're in it, you're talking about it and it makes it, – it helps that I played a lot against a lot of these girls and I know all the players so I know their strengths and weaknesses. I know how they play so it was very easy to kind of commentate um, as well. So that was awesome and, and since then everyone was like, Ellie, you – you sounded like a Fox Sports News, like a sports commentator. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like we had it playing at the hotel. There was heaps of people watching. So that was that was really good feedback. I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then when the, the netball gig came, came around, mum, well, my mum was um, – one of the one of the ladies on the committee that was um, the main driver in getting the game to Barry in the first place. Um, she goes, "You should commentate," and I'm like, oh, "I feel like that's a bit out of my depth." She goes, "No, no, no. You, you, she goes, you should do it. You know all the players. You know how to you know how to analyze and strategize, and you can talk about things in a way that a lot of people can't." And they weren't bringing along anyone to do it, so it was either if we want to do it, we can do it. Um, and yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, I had the absolute best time ever. I bet. I'm jealous because it is something that I've always kind of fantasised about doing myself. I'd love mm. to be like Brian Taylor and James Brasher, my <laughs> idols. Yeah. Um, being able to call something as loose as Triple M, I'd love yeah. to, oh, to yeah. do one day. Oh, I, so good. I did a um, like a joke video. Yeah. Just for like the Footy Boys <laughs> one time, just like because they filmed the the games on the weekend. Yeah. And yeah. there was one game which got decided in like the dying moments, and I was like, I should put some some commentary over the top of yeah. that. Um, and it's harder than it looks. It's oh. a lot harder than it looks because even though I knew all the players and exactly what happened, I had to practice about two or three times yeah. before I recorded why I eventually put into the video. Yeah. So I've got so much more respect for sports commentators because it is hard. Oh, very hard for sure. I think coming from like I've been coaching since like coaching netball especially since I can remember it's just something that you do in the country like I was 10 years old coaching five-year-olds and that continued right through my primary school and high school years so I've always had a coaching bone in my body um, as well as basketball so for me I could talk like it it almost seems very natural um, but you're right the, the game is so quick so you have to just be onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the adrenaline rush. And when you're in there and you're doing it and you're bouncing off your partner, it just it's just such a good time. And um, I, I had thought about maybe dabbling in some sort of other opportunities. And I know Basketball SA had a, a commentating, um, a few commentating positions actually for the NBL one, which I expressed an interest in. And they got back to me and I gave them like my, my um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yep, yeah, this is awesome. But then I never heard back from them. And I thought I never followed it up either. So it's kind of, you know, also mm-hmm. on my end. But yeah, it's definitely a huge hobby of mine. And um, I'll hopefully see what other opportunities there are out there. Cool. So we got a little fun segment we like to do of our guests. We, it's called Player Association. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw like some names of people you've played with or might know yeah you just sort of have to you know in maybe a sentence or two sort of whatever comes to your head this will be very interesting yeah <laughs> so i gave you an example of you know scott the balkan and i'd say like grumpy old bastard you know rude <laughs> <laughs> so here are some names oh gosh and we'll alternate between me and scott okay first one jaylene reed Loud and crazy. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone has been to a netball game and even play, sorry, Jay, I love you, but even playing, she's my coach. So uh, being on the court and the the opponents will be like, 
why is she yelling? Like, why is she yelling that? And we'd be winning by heaps and she's still going crazy. I love her passion. She's awesome. So She, she did, is very passionate. Did I say her name wrong? Yeah, Jay Ellen. Jay Ellen. Jay Ellen. I wrote it down wrong. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Jay Ellen. <laughs> she is, I mean, she's a, an elite operator, but cross, can she strike the fear Strike the fear into into people? I remember going out to a couple of games, uh, watch the sport, the netballers over the like, finals or netballers. Yeah. Uh, finals or grand finals. <laughs> And we were just kind of doing what we thought was the right sort of thing, just cheering along. And we got absolutely barreled by JL yeah. and just like sent on their way packing back across the other side of Cootie Road not to, be, not to return again. Yes. Um, Tammy Foster. Strong beast. Okay. Shell Wenham. Wenham. Oh, she's just the most loveliest person you ever meet. Okay. And JP, Jane Patterson. <laughs> Schlops. Schlops, yes. <laughs> uh, haven't heard that name for a very, very long time. Look, I could probably go into more detail, but I won't. No, she's a bloody good time. Um, always a laugh and um, she's very cheeky. As a side note, do you know her partner, Shane Hickey? I do, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Jane Patterson. Yeah. He, um, so when we were thinking of netballers, we're like, who, who are we going to interview? <laughs> And he would always just say, you should just interview Ellie, Ellie. Jet, <laughs> Jet. He'd just say, Ellie, Jet, Ellie, Jet. <laughs> so you can probably thank Shane that you popped up into us. Oh, gosh, no, he's a trooper. Um, no, Shane's a legend. <laughs> um, where am I? Sorry. Um, oh, just briefly, um, you've had a lot of involvement um, with committees. Yeah. Like you were saying yeah. how you've been doing a lot of work for the committee mm -hmm. back in Barry. Now, a lot of that's done remotely. In what sort of capacity have you been working with those committees? Yeah, um, I guess when your parents are naturally on those committees, like my dad's the basketball president, so um, I'm kind of like I have to kind of help out. And I've been doing it for a little while now. And once I moved back to Adelaide, I still – was tied to them and it was a bit hard to let go. I feel like a lot of people that have been on, on committees would probably say the same. Trying to let go of stuff is quite hard. But, um, yeah, look, I um, for bar, for our basketball club, um, I am the um, Riverland Basketball Association representative for Barry. Um, I do a lot of the social media event management, a lot of the comms with um, our coaches and team managers and players um, just around your, your general day-to-day -day basketball stuff. I'm designing our new uniform, which has been super awesome. <laughs> it looks elite. Um, and doing all the merchandise orders and just a heap of the background stuff, the general admin stuff. Um, as you can imagine, you know, running a, a basketball committee along with our stadium, which is all run by volunteers, and that is a huge job in itself, um, is just massive. So every little part that I can do to help, um, I'll always do. You know, I played all my juniors there. I've got a, an absolute love for the game and love for my club. So I'll do whatever I can to chip in and help out and help out my parentals too. So yeah, you just do what you can. And the netball club, I'm probably not as involved in um, this year, but when I'm back for work, I'll always go out there. They'll ask me to take some sessions. Um, I'll help out the coaches with some advice, which I did a couple of weeks ago, sat on their bench when I was up um, and just do that sort of thing where I possibly can. So, yeah. I think that's just a nice little summary of um, of you as a person. Like you always give well giving to yeah. two different clubs in – Two different like, town cities, several hours apart. Yeah. Um, I applaud you on that effort. That's a Thank huge you. thing. It's not too many people around here would be <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, just to close things off. Sure. Um, what 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 is it about Adelaide Lutheran that makes you come back? What what do you love about yeah. the place? I just um, it just has such a lovely vibe to it. Um, it's got such a positive energy. Um, I've made some lifelong friends, and even though I left 
the club for a little while. I've come back and it's like we've just picked up where things left off and, and that's just a true representation of um, of the club and how they, they run things. Um, you know, anyone that comes to ask me, well, I don't know where to play netball, I'll always say, come out to Adelaide Lutheran, you have the best time. Um, the social events and stuff are always a massive hit um, and it just has that. It still it actually has that country vibe to it. I love the connection between the netball, the football and the cricket club and being able to all come together and do stuff, go back to the club for presentations and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I couldn't speak any highly of it, um, as I've mentioned, and um, I've had some great success there. So um, I'm always willing to give back to a club that I'm, I'm very passionate about and love. Nice. Well, that's that's it. That's the end of our question set. Cool. So well done. How was that for you? Yeah, fun. Yeah, cool. So we'd we like to do like a little bit of a post-interview you know, sure. bit of housekeeping. Yeah. So just bear with us for a second. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so obviously, Ellie, you're the first netballer we've interviewed. Uh, we didn't want to set the precedence that this was just like a football thing. The first three people were football people. <laughs> and I think people thought maybe it's a just a football thing. It's a whole sports club thing. So mm-hmm. if you're a netballer and you've made it to this point of the podcast, we're looking for people to interview. doesn't matter. Don't even have to necessarily be representing one of the codes. Like it could just be a support person. We just want to interview interesting people around the sports club. So Mm -hmm. if you're maybe that sort of person or you know of someone who would be interesting for us, like please reach out because we probably want to squeeze another one or two of these in before the end of the winter sports at least anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just slip into the DMs or hit us up when we're around the club. Um, Yeah, more than happy to hear anyone who's just got an interesting story to tell. Yeah, because like it's easy to forget like because we get so caught up in our own little codes. It is um, uh, easy to forget we are a whole sports club and it's so great just learning everyone's stories. So um, thank you for being the first. No worries. Um, My pleasure. Hopefully people listen be like, see, it's not so bad. You've had fun, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I've had heaps of fun. Yeah, cool. We're here, we're in your house. It's nice and cosy. It's good. Um, So thank you for that, Ellie. No problems. Um, Thanks, Bolks. Thank you, James. And thanks, everyone, for listening.